everyone. Welcome back to the Figured It Out podcast. I'm Natasha. And I'm Emma. And we are stoked that you are joining us for another episode. Um, we've got, we, we're kind of changing the pace today. So I'm glad you're here for, for new conversations. Yeah, this one definitely, I'm excited for it. It's going to have a different feel, I, I think, than our last ones, because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Emma, but we've been giving them like more tangible, like to do things or, um, I don't even know, I guess, with our last one, but like recommendations, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how, um, how, what's the word I'm even looking for, but yeah, how sustan- substantial our podcasts have been, but this one is very <laughs> con- conceptual. Is that, am I using those words correctly? Can you help me? It sounds right. It sounds really good. Cool. Well, if I wouldn't have said, I don't know if these words mean the things I wanted to, it (laughs) might have sounded nice, but you know. (laughs) That's okay. Authenticity. Anyways. Yeah. So just, just to, to, to give you guys a little context today, Natasha and I were talking about the weather and it is so much warmer in DC than in Minnesota right now. Isn't that just crazy? Not crazy, like unbelievable. Just like, ugh, for me. (laughs) I personally am like really thankful I'm in DC right now. Uh, a few weeks ago, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, but a few weeks ago, I looked up the weather one morning and it accidentally was on Minnesota and it was mm-hmm. like 45 degrees. I, I, my stomach dropped. I was like, how did it get that cold overnight? And then I realized, oh, that's for Maple Grove. And I swept over and it was 75 in, in DC. Oh, I was my. like, oh, this is so much better. Okay, here's It has cooled thing, off though. a little bit though. Yeah. Yeah. But 45, the fact that, like, let's just, realize this is coming minnesotans the fact that 45 you were like ew it's cold or today it was like 30 something we're like ew it's cold it can get 50 degrees colder 50 degrees so sad and that's not unheard of that's just minnesota and so i'm like slowly becoming coming to terms with that fact and just but it's coming it's coming I am not really excited for that part of moving back home i think that it's been so nice being here and mm-hmm. not having to deal with snow or freezing temperatures. That said, so I didn't think it was going to get as cold as it did get here. And I didn't bring my coat with. And so I have been really chilled just because I'm not like prepared for the weather, but not because it's really that cold, if that makes sense. Like it's very much right. on me. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm living in a cold state, but yes. that's been super unfortunate. But your coat is coming. Your my coat's coming. So thankful. Thanks for doing yes. that, by the way. Not a problem. Not a problem. You know, sometimes you just don't, you just can't make those big life decisions at that moment and you never know what you're going to (laughs) need, which is my somewhat attempt to transition to to today's topic. (laughs) Well done. Which by this time we, we will have named what we're talking about today, but right now Natasha and I still don't know what we're titling this episode. Yeah, we were trying to kind of come up with it beforehand, and then we figured it'll probably just evolve as we talk, and we'll know at the end of this podcast what the title should be. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that what we're going to talk about is something super, super important to your 20s and very applicable, um, Mm -hmm. and a feeling that a lot of people deal with. But I guess that's the best way of putting it. It's a feeling. It's not um, necessarily like this hard subject matter. Is that maybe a good way of describing it? Right. It's definitely catered more to to those 20-somethings, like that population of listeners, which I know we don't just have that. But um, it's kind of just those questions and those statements of like, I am figuring out 
like more than just more than just entertainment and budgeting and fall and parades and change like it's figuring out just like these like what is where is the trajectory of me of my life I guess Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. a big big topic that we're trying to condense into a short episode um with just some statements of what we what we hear so we don't know kind of how this is going to look but it's definitely just more of a conversation between us and something we find incredibly relatable yeah and with that we're just going to look at three different statements i think are said a lot in your 20s um and things that i've heard in the last like 24 hours even just so frequently um, and I think Emma, you put it a good way, like looking at your trajectory of life and wrestling with that question of like, where am I headed? What am I hoping for? And what are my expectations for myself and for my life? And then, um, just like all the feelings that go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just think about it. Like when I, when I think about what I wanted to do when I was, when I thought, what I thought my life would look like when I was 12 is very different than 18, which is very different mm-hmm. than 21. And I'm only 22. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so no, that's so true. I think I let's just dive in. But one thing that like you just said that I'm hmm, about is that expectations from like the world of what your life looks like from your family of what they did and what mm-hmm. they expect you to do, but also yourself. And that's a big thing mm-hmm. is mainly the expectations you put on yourself, which we will get into, um, especially in our second kind of big statement that we dive into. But yeah, it's, it's just navigating really untangible but real conceptual things. Yeah. Um, with that, should we address the first question or statement? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So the first phrase that I think is really commonly said and one that resonates incredibly with me is, I don't feel like an adult. And, <laughs> and saying that, like, this is one that I just think comes up a lot. Um And actually, before coming out to D.C., I was talking with one of my sisters who's still in high school and Mm -hmm. she was just kind of rambling. But like at one point in the conversation, um, well, we we were talking about her future, essentially. Yeah. And at one point in the conversation, she goes, I just am so excited to be an adult like you because you and your friends have such a great life. And like, (laughs) I hope that when I'm an adult, my life looks like yours. And it just struck me because I was like, what? I'm an adult. And I don't know how to explain like the feelings that I had in that moment where I was like, I was talking with my 15, 18 year old sisters. And I was like, but I'm not really an adult. Like, and I, I don't feel like I am. Um, and I was just like, but they think of me as that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That was a weird moment to, to realize, like, I guess to see myself through someone else's eyes and how it'd be so contradictory to the feelings yeah. I had. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in reality, you're only, you're not even 10 years older than them. You're. Yeah. Nah. No, it's, it's just so strange. Are you doing the math? I'm trying to do the math, but I don't remember how old she is. Um, I'm four years older than one of them and seven years older than the other one. Okay. I think if yeah. I just did that math quickly and correctly, <laughs> well, no one um, or eight years older, people. maybe. Yeah. What? Anyway, I was like, no one can really cross check, but people can. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, there, like, is there an age? Well, technically, you become an adult when you're 18, right? I think so. 18. I really hope I'm correct because that's really (laughs) embarrassing. Um, It's one of those two ages. Well, regardless, I don't feel like either of those is old enough. No, I look at 18 year olds. I'm like, there's no way they're adults. 
Which, you know, if you're an eight year old listening to this, I'm sorry to burst that bubble. But like, it just to me, it's like, wow, you're so young still. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like obviously there's that adult, like the moving out of your parents' house for a time Mm -hmm. being or for in a to just look like in a different stage. When I went to college, I remember there was like this distinct moment the first year I was there. So during orientation, and it was, it's really weird because it was like so symbolic. Like I was crossing the street over to one of my classrooms and I was like, wow, I am figuring this out. Like I'm going over to like a department meeting and like my parents aren't coming with me. And I think like that was like a moment for me where it was like, I, in, in like the most non-depressing way possible, like I'm on my own now. Like, mm-hmm. and like, that was very much a moment of independence, but yet I still don't feel like that was my adult defining moment. Cause I don't feel like an adult yet. Yeah. But, but according to your sister, maybe I am. I know. It's just so interesting because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with of this idea of like, oh, like I haven't reached that defining moment where I'm now an mm-hmm. adult, but right. I think and- we all have an image of that. It just never applies to us. And I think a lot of that comes with different landmarks or what's the right mm-hmm. word? Landmarks in your life, whether it's getting married, graduating college, having a child, buying a house, you know, like those are, those are the key moments that like definitely could define being an adult, but I don't think necessarily do, but maybe in someone's specific life, it does. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. Like people that have accomplished those things to me I view them as as more adultish than myself you know that they've reached mm-hmm. that that level but I guess like since I'm not at that place I can't speak to people that are, are there and, and whether or not they feel like they've accomplished that yeah I also in my head being an adult is when like your parents is your your, your stuff is not at your parents' house anymore granted I live in this house with all you gals but like my childhood memories are still at my parents' house. So maybe the day mm-hmm. that all of that comes out of their house. Then that's when you reach about? adulthood. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But also, what if my parents move right when now? Like, I'm not an adult magically because my parents moved. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it's so this hard. Is just me processing. <laughs> and I think with these statements, we're not going to necessarily be able to give like this hard and fast answer um, no. of like, oh, this is when you're an adult. I think it's more just like these are discussions to be had. And like if you're feeling this way as a listener, you're not alone in that because everybody struggles with these things. I, I'm pretty sure everybody struggles with these things. Yeah. If you and, don't, like, I would love to have coffee and talk with you about that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. And some people have to become an adult at like age 14 because of the life they grew up in. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Like, sometimes your parents decide to work a night, like your parents work a night shift or just don't show up. So you have to become an adult and take care of your siblings and show up for them and work for your family and not keep your own paycheck. Mm -hmm. And, and so maybe it's, it's probably just more of an experiences that define that, but also responsibility. Yeah. Like you have to grow up a lot faster when you're responsible for something, but mainly someone. Which mm-hmm. is probably why a lot of times marriage and or having a child makes you more of an adult because you have responsibility for a living being versus just a car and a yard to rake, you know? Like, that's my responsibilities, but they're they're not as important to report back for. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way of defining that. 
because yeah, like your car, your yard, whatever, like that doesn't, um, it's not impact if you don't really do something on that end. Whereas if you're responsible to another person, like obviously then you not holding up your end of the bargain or something is really going to impact somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how we wrap up a point because we never end the question of, <laughs> I don't feel like an adult, but I don't think like, eventually I think you probably you start thinking that because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my mom and dad don't still feel like they're children. You know? No, I think that's valid. I think that, yeah, at some point you reach that milestone where you're like, all right, at this point, like whether it's the level of responsibility that I have or the relationships that I'm in that now, and like relationships could be to your career relationships as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But that that's like, now I've reached this level of adulthood and I'm no longer like picturing myself at a level of immaturity that maybe was beforehand. I, I feel like I'm, I don't feel like a child still though. But I definitely no. don't feel like I have reached peak adulthood, you know? I think part of it is, like, I feel that I'm not an adult because I don't – I'm not um, – oh, how do I want to phrase this? I'm not quite at the same level as the adults around me. So, like, mm. I think because – and part of this is, like, I'm at an internship and, like, being an intern – makes me feel like I'm less, like that I'm just younger yeah. than the people mm-hmm. out here, even though I'm older than some of those staff members at Heritage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think maybe that's part of it is just that perception of like, I look at people that in my mind are categorized as adults, that they are just like further ahead than me in some area. And yeah. so therefore, since I haven't reached that level, then I haven't reached the level of adulthood. Right. Here's a question too. Yeah. Do you think roommates like take away from your adulthood meter you know Mm, like that's an interesting question yeah I because I kind of feel like when I when I'm on a a zoom meeting with people at work who are far I am definitely the youngest person at my job in my company in my company full-time and when I talk about like oh I have like my roommates or yeah I live here with my roommates Mm -hmm. I feel like that in a way puts me on a different level, even though I'm not married, yeah. even though I don't have kids, which most, if not all of them do, I I have roommates. And that hmm. maybe that has some like more adolescence or college vibe to it. And yeah. not, not being like, oh my goodness, you guys are holding me back from being an adult. <laughs> so be it if it is the case. But maybe that has something to do with it. That yeah. in my, maybe in my mind, it has something to do yeah. with it. And being an adult is technically a mental thing. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, What you said, and then also just like that last part of all of us have these, like there's different reasons as to why we believe that, oh, I'm not an adult yet. And they probably just have to do with random different things of experiences that we have with other people who in our Mm -hmm. mind have been categorized as an adult or whatnot. So whatever that is, you feel like you're lacking in some way or being hindered in some way. And Mm -hmm. so then you're like, oh, that's the reason. But I think that varies from person to person and situation to situation. And there could mm-hmm. be multiple factors for somebody. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we have a concise answer to this, but I feel like we've kind of come up with a couple of things that like a lack of responsibility or just misperceptions are maybe the reasons why people feel that way. Yeah. Um, and then but, maybe, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was kind of just going to wrap it up and say, but maybe like it's it's truly just an age thing. And like when, True. whatever you've projected your life to look like, you know, like when you're like, oh, when I'm 25, I want to be married. And maybe you're like, that's when I'll be an adult. 
And that's mm-hmm. kind of our second point of the the phrase, this is not where I pictured I'd be at age fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, and this one kind of ties into that idea of like a five-year plan or um, 10-year plan, which seems so far out. But I think like five-year plans are really common for people to ask about in your 20s. And the idea then that like, I just remember at 20, I, well, 18, I guess I had this plan for when I was 25, where I'd want to be. I'm not 25 yet, but based on my trajectory in life, I'm not going to like accomplish certain big things that I'd hoped for by 25. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I very clearly am, am, am asking myself or saying to myself, like, this is just not where I pictured I'd be. And that's not necessarily discontentment. It's just, it's right. very different than I thought. When I think about timelines and five-year, 10-year plans, kind of balancing both career, but also relationships versus family versus the experiences you've wanted in your life, I always think of that Friends episode Yeah, where Rachel, and I think we've mentioned this before, where it's we're celebrating Rachel, one of the main friends' birthdays, and she's turning 30, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, or she's saying, oh, or talking about where she wanted to be, and she was like, well... I, I'm, I'm 30. She's struggling with the fact that she turned 30, but she's like, but I'm, and I'm not married yet. And she's like, I always wanted to be with the guy I'm going to marry for two years and then have a year to plan a wedding. And, oh, she was talking about having kids. I'm sorry. I'm really speaking over myself. She was like, I want to have a kid and talking about how her timeline to have a kid is uh, hindered by the female body. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um she's like I I have this I still have five years to have a kid but I want to be married for two years before I have a kid and I want a year to plan the engagement and I want to date for two years meaning I need to be with the person I want to marry right now yeah yeah that was my long way of getting to that story but no that's such a like classic moment in friends because I think it was such a wow moment for so many other people like oh my goodness mm-hmm. like I felt that before right and like if you I think, okay, let's just be real. I mean, I'm stereo, gender stereotyping, but lots of girls have that of like, uh, like for me personally, it's like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get engaged less than a year of dating someone, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah, like I, in my head, I have that. And most girls, maybe guys, and maybe not, maybe this is just me and the people I've talked to kind of have a picture of how they want. And I'm speaking a lot of times in relationships because that's what the friends episode was, but you could have a career path like that or an experience path of traveling like mm-hmm. that. And if you work backwards, sometimes it's alarming, alarming. Yeah, because you realize, oh, I don't have enough time to reach that goal based on where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Or where I envision myself having like arrived at that point. Yeah. No, I remember like that. I feel like for me, especially, um, I used to want to be married by 25, but I also then like working back from that number, it was like, oh, that actually is unrealistic based upon the fact that I probably want to date for for two years, you know, or a year and a half at least, and then not have this super rushed engagement. Mm-hmm. And so it's right. just like the reality is like, that's not going to happen. And I think like sometimes that's really sad, but other times it's like, I'm really content with where I'm at in life. And I wouldn't necessarily have wanted to change um, everything I've experienced in the relationships that I have for accomplishing my five-year plan. Right. But if you had asked me 18 or 20, it was like very definitely like, this is going to be the best thing if I can be at that place in life by that right. time. Yeah. And I think right now we're talking a lot about relationships, but I, yeah, I think that is very much this point in one way of mm-hmm. like, yeah. 
people have and those milestones. That expectation, I think that's where a lot of the expectation comes through. Of mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I was like, it'd be perfect to get married at 24 because 24 is my favorite number. And then <laughs> I got like to this like weird stage in college where I was like, I don't want to be married till I'm 28. You know, like, and so, and now I'm like, oh, be married by 26, that'd be great. And, and I'm 22 now. So it's like, this, look at how many times the expectation has changed of myself from myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just like, what's the average age to get married? And then you think about where we went to school, a small Christian college. What's the mm-hmm. average age to get married there? What's the world's average age to get married? Do you get married? Like, so many different expectations from so many different people that constantly change. Like, how can you pinpoint a number? Especially when, especially something like marriage revolves around another person. Yeah, that's very valid. Mm-hmm. And you can't control no, another person. You can't control it. <laughs> Thankfully. I, <laughs> Thankfully, exactly. No, I think that's a huge thing. Like, your your idea of what is, like, the perfect five-year plan is going to change so much over even just, like, five years of making it. And Mm -hmm. I think like giving yourself the freedom to be okay with those expectations changing and recognizing like that's not failure. And um, yeah, like those expectations should have the availability to move and to be flexible because Mm -hmm. you like that may be something that's really valid and really important. And it's not something that you shouldn't like hope for, but also like you shouldn't wrap that up in like, this is going to define who I am and how successful I've been at life because Mm -hmm. I, I need to be at this point by, by this age or by this, date and I think like giving yourself the freedom to not do that is really okay yeah a good story to touch on that and I've actually had a few friends do this in a a few different ways um but just like to kind of summarize what they've been doing to they really combined the both relational expectations and professional expectations and picture themselves in like a mom homeschool homemaker kind of role um but they, they found themselves not in a relationship at the time where that would amount to that. And realizing like before they reached that number where they wanted to be having children, that wasn't going to happen. They took matters into their own hands and like went back to school. And granted, they're not hitting that expectation of they were where they want to be, where they thought they would be, but they're going back to school and they're figuring it out. And they're really taking, taking it into their own and they're really enjoying it. It's not like, it's not like it was a bummer and ugh, now I'm going to school and ugh, now I'm going to have to do this job. It was just like, I, I have to take care of this for myself. And I don't know if they were really regretted at all. It's just, that's how their life has shaken out in a way. No, I think that's such a good example where, yeah, those expectations, maybe you realize, oh, I'm not going to meet that in the timeline that I wanted to, to have it be. And so instead of like getting bogged down and like frustrated at that, looking at like, what are the other opportunities before me? And like you said, like they're enjoying what their, their lives look like right now, even though that's not Mm -hmm. maybe the ideal picture that they had. It's like, this is still a really good situation to be in. Right. And like, you can't plan your life again around someone else Mm -hmm. because that just doesn't work that way. And so you can hope to, but you can't. And just one more little transition of, you can't plan your life. Like COVID wasn't in my five-year plan. It was in no one's five-year plan. Oh, for sure. That took everyone off guard. But yet like it happened. And so I, when I was about to graduate from school, I had a job lined up and that was going to be my five-year plan to just move there. But like 
a quick, pretty quickly that came crashing down and I ended up not having that job and I ended up finding a new job and having to figure out a whole new plan. And I know my story isn't the only story like that. No, for sure. I think that's so true. And like, it's still impacting people of as far as like, you know, jobs and availability and people's feelings on the vaccine. Like there's so many things where COVID's playing into it, where it's affecting like, oh, where did I expect to be? And maybe that's not going to happen now because of something completely outside of my control. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so not that a five-year plan is bad, but if you attach, you get too attached to it, you might, it, it might be blinders in a way. That's a good way of putting it. If you weren't able to see around the blinders of COVID, you wouldn't be able to pivot, which that word has learned a whole new meaning <laughs> now. Like the whole pivot thing has been said so many times with COVID in businesses and in marketing that like, you know, it's also yeah. a friend's reference. <laughs> it's also a friend's reference. No, I think it's true. Like you have to, I think having a five-year plan is really good because it gives you direction. It gives you an idea of like, this is a template for how I want, you know, certain aspects of my life to, to play out. And like, sometimes you need to know where you want to be to work backwards and mm-hmm. make sure that you're making the steps to have that happen at some point. Like if you know, you really want to be in a certain career path, but that requires then a master's, then that requires taking the GRE and that requires, you know, studying for it. Like you need to have that, I, that those goals to be able to work backwards seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise you're just gonna get frustrated for not actually taking the initiative to do things. But you shouldn't have your five-year plan dictate the end of your life and the layout of it. I think a five-year plan is a a great tool. It's a great tool Mm -hmm. to give you steps of things to do and where to go, um, but it should not be used as a metric system to measure your success. I think that's a great way to define that and to sum that up. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's so true. It's like... It's a great way. It's a great template. It's a great tool, but you can't have that be something that defines who you are or what you've accomplished. Right. And slowly um, transitioning into our last point, you can't have other people be that definition as well. Yeah. Which is the phrase, everyone else has it all figured out. And that's one that I know, like, I'm so guilty of thinking that mm-hmm. everybody has it together. They all have it figured out. Their five-year plan is looking exactly the way they pictured it to be. And they have, you know, no questions as to who they are, whether they're an adult or not. They're just, they're very secure in like, this is my right. plan. It's working out perfectly. Exactly. You, you looked at a LinkedIn and be like, wow, they're probably in their dream job meeting, mm-hmm. but they might be like behind this, behind the computer screen, hating their job. But a LinkedIn, of course, is going to be like, this is my job. Here's what I do. I love it. Here's my networking. You know, you look at an yeah. Instagram and you see relationships and proposals and engage yeah, engagements and weddings and you know, like you, you're, you're seeing those things that make you feel like you're behind. Yeah. I think that's like such a huge thing of like not comparison, you're comparing yourself to other people because like your life shouldn't look cookie cutter to everybody else's. And Mm -hmm. obviously with like social media or with just like a more public display of like, of of your life, you can see other people's lives really clearly, or at least like a portrayal of that, that it's really easy to think, oh, everyone has it all together. I'm the only one struggling. But I think, like, honestly, I'm, like, moving out here to D.C., one thing that, like, we talked about this before leaving, but, like, one thing that I'm so, I was so scared of was just, like, I'm going to be the only one that doesn't have this super clear trajectory or the Mm -hmm. only one that is still, like, oh, I don't quite know what I'm doing. And it was so interesting and so refreshing 
to realize like that's that wasn't the case and Mm. again like almost everyone that I've talked to since coming out to here has had the same like idea of oh everyone else has it together I'm the only one that doesn't and it's just been so interesting talking to people and realizing like hey oh I am in the same boat as you and like this isn't a level of comparison this is actually just a level like companionship that we're finding because I can relate to you you can relate to me we can talk about the struggles of like not knowing what you're doing career-wise not knowing what you're doing like relationally or where you're even living in the next you know 10 months type Mm -hmm. of thing for a lot of people I've talked to and like that is totally okay and most people don't have it all figured out um I think most people are just a little bit better at faking it than the rest (laughs) of us (laughs) yeah granted there there are some people I think that that have it together but I think a lot of people are still like it's it isn't all figured out at this point and that's okay and you know like what you hear is like you're never gonna feel that way because as soon as you are in a job you're gonna want to figure it out to get a promotion as soon Mm -hmm. as you find a relationship you're gonna feel like you need to move to the next step and get married and then as soon as you get married you're gonna feel like you need to move to the next step and have children you know there's always gonna be something like you don't feel like you've achieved the highest thing yeah, that's And so true. that whole comparison thing, like if there's always somewhere to go, if there's always somewhere to move up, you're going to mm-hmm. feel like you have to move up instead of just like sitting where you're at. Yeah. And like you don't want to grow com- complacent. If there's like goals that you have, like you should, you know, seek to achieve those and to work towards that. And like, mm-hmm. you know, finding people that are maybe where you want to be and like emulating that or at least, you know, having a discussion with them. Right. Um, one thing, so there is this, um, this is kind of a, a tangent, but there's this girl at Heritage that I've been working with for a research project and her name's Nicole. And when I first met her, I was like, wow, she is such a cool person. Like she has all of these things um, accomplished and is very much like doing things that I would love to, to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And the more that we started talking, the more like I got to know just who she was as a person. And I found out she's from Minnesota. I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Like, there's not a lot of people out here from Minnesota. So, like, finding that we have a similar background, right? And then Mm -hmm. also, so she's the same age as I am. And I was like, wow, this is such a difference in where we're at. You know, like, she's a a research assistant. She's, you know, working to publish all these papers. She's in grad school. And, um, and like, here I am, you know, working on a single op-ed with her. I'm like this intern. And at first I was like, wow, I could get really, you know, frustrated with where I'm at based upon, you know, where she's at compared, um, you know, both of our lives. But I honestly have just been so inspired by, yeah, maybe she has a really clear direction for her life, but like, it's so exciting to meet people like that and be able to just talk with them at least to see what they've, Mm -hmm. like how they've gotten there. And I don't know. It's like when you meet people that maybe are where you want to be instead of like, I guess, getting frustrated that you're not there of like asking mm-hmm. yourself, how can I learn from them? And like just getting to know them as a person. Granted, I think if I were to talk with her more, I'm sure there's areas where she feels like she hasn't had it figured out. But I think it's cool to see people that you can emulate in that. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like that. It's not a competition. Like it's we're all working together. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't have to beat them. You can just use them as an inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for yeah. sure. Um, and you had something written that was kind of interesting of like, of on not the opposite of, end of that, but like the idea of having community that maybe is more in like the same stage of life as you are. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's super cool to have those people, those people that are in the, in the positions you want to be in, those people that are, those friends that have gone on and gotten married, maybe had a child even now, like those Mm -hmm. are cool friendships to have and like cool relationships to really use as, as people to pour into your, your dreams. But I also think it's just very important to find people that are in the same stage of life that you are in just as a, Hey, you're not alone. Um, yeah. And I think, okay, so you're, are you where you're at, you thought you'd be at when you were 23? No, not at all. And I, where I picture myself at 22 is not exactly where I'm at right now either. And so instead of being frustrated with that, we we're surrounded by people also in the same stage of life and it's okay. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've got so many friends would continue to meet friends in the same stage of life we're in. And, you know, like, you continue to surround and you're like, this isn't, this is normal, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you, if you only keep, if you only have eyes for the people where you want to be, you forget that like, it's okay to be in the stage you're at right now. Not that mm-hmm. you can't continue to move forward. Not at all what we're saying. It's just that like, don't be too focused on the next thing that you, you don't even enjoy the spot that you're in because it's something is wrong with it, even though there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. Another really interesting thing about this statement is um, it actually is like a, uh, oh, what's a, a psychological mindset. Like the idea that everyone else has it figured out actually is something called the imposter syndrome where mm. you feel, and this is kind of like a little bit of a generic or a little bit of a leap, I guess, in connecting the two, but I think they're they're very closely related. The imposter syndrome is like this idea that everyone else has it together but you and you are the least capable person in a room is, Mm. I guess, like a very um, simplistic way of explaining it. But it's a really real thing that affects a lot of people, especially in like business and career situations or Mm -hmm. um, education situations where you're like, oh, everyone else is smarter than me. Um, And you think I don't deserve to be here is basically the statement that you believe about yourself. Yeah, that's um, so interesting. Isn't that so cool? And not cool, I guess, but like <laughs> the idea that like the, I think the that capable, can, yeah. Yeah. And I think for myself, like I didn't even know this was a thing before coming out to DC, but like I used to think, oh, I'm the only one that doesn't have it all figured out or I'm, everyone around me is, you know, smarter, more qualified, more um, capable. Um, Mm -hmm. more experienced, whatever that is. And so like, I shouldn't be here because I don't deserve to be. And like, that's just something that I think a lot of people in their twenties, especially when you're starting careers too, you Mm -hmm. just feel that because for one reason or the other, maybe you're the new person in the job or you're, um, you know, you're, you're not the one that wants to speak up in a classroom if you're going to grad school or something like that, but that you can like put your, this mindset as of, I don't deserve to be here, which is such a, interesting one um and such an inaccurate one too because Mm -hmm. everyone is struggling with that same thing um but they just choose not to show it and so hence the imposter syndrome where everyone's kind of like faking it um Mm -hmm. but they all are struggling with that same idea of like oh the person next to me has it figured out I shouldn't be here they should yeah I I mean I relate to that and when I first started my job so the I see that play out in just in my thoughts and yeah. I can so see that in a classroom setting mm-hmm. or like yeah. in a place like DC where, you know, it's a little more like achieve 
get to this level, work on this project kind of thing. Yeah. No, I think it's prevalent like across the board and it's so interesting seeing it, you know, play out wherever you are because, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a really high level of imposter syndrome or really low one depending on like what you feel in that mm-hmm. situation. But you still have that feeling of like, oh, the person next to me is more qualified or maybe I shouldn't have gotten this job. It was just a fluke. But like that's not something you should be believing as you move forward in life. Hmm. I like I don't like imposter syndrome, but it's it's a good thing to be aware of. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone else doesn't have it all figured out, but they just want <laughs> you to think they do. It's a classic fake it till you make it. And sometimes that's a great way to live your life. Not like, I guess, to live it because you want to be an authentic person. But like, don't let yourself get down if you feel like, oh, I'm not qualified for this. Like, you're in that position for a reason and you Mm -hmm. should, uh, you know, not ignore that. Like, if you have to fake it until you feel like you've made it, like, that's okay to do because Mm -hmm. you should be more confident than a lot of times I think people give them credit for. Yeah. Themselves credit for. Right. Exactly. Hmm. All right. Fake it till you make it, y'all. <laughs> and then feel like an adult. And that's where you'll be when you pictured yourself at age 25. That's that. That's that. I don't know if we gave, like, these super solid takeaways, but hopefully this was an episode that was no. encouraging, I guess. And, like, to know that you're not alone in these feelings. I think I find it encouraging because you and I actually have this conversation quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, like, pinpoint one specific piece of the whole concept of life and we'll like talk about it in terms of relationships or careers or experiences or anything of that and so and every time we leave those conversations it's very encouraging to know like Mm -hmm. just even you as a friend have that but whenever I meet up with my other friends and we talk about this it's always encouraging to know that you're not alone in this and just hear hear that that it's okay to do that and that's not where everyone else is either yeah no I think it's good to remember like you're not alone whenever you're you're dealing with one of these things and yeah it's I'm super blessed because like you said we get to talk about this a lot and you're so encouraging in all of these areas but like I guess if you don't have someone like Emma to to soundboard ideas off of or process emotions with like find people that you can really I guess get deep with and talk about things that are important because like I think one of the biggest things you don't want to navigate these questions alone because that's just mm-hmm. going to make you feel, you know, more of that idea of like, I'm I'm not doing it right, or I don't have mm-hmm. it together. And the reality yeah. is like, having a support group, having people that you are, you know, at the same stage and can like relate to, that's so important. And that's so yeah. refreshing. Mm-hmm. For sure. I It's super important. And like, that's, that's kind of where we'll leave it. Mm-hmm. Also, we love having these conversations. So you can shadow these. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we are not capable at (laughs) is Instagram. And so I don't know if you guys, which shameless plug, you guys should follow our Instagram. If you do not, it's called Emintosh. Uh, It's the same username as this podcast. We have an Instagram account and we are going to, this week, we are each going to take a few days and like Instagram, whatever that entails. I have no idea what I'll be doing on my day, so sorry in advance. I, I'll, I'm like I'll already to like trying to think, better. but like we we don't know how to use we don't we don't try to use Instagram, therefore we don't use Instagram and try to use Instagram. But like we're gonna just our next episode is on figure it out Instagram. So for this past week, 
you may have seen it if you follow. We, we're kind of amped up. Hopefully, hopefully we stick to what we said. We've amped up the Instagram game. And then we're going to just share our experiences and kind of what we learned. And also, like, what we like about Instagram. And we haven't really planned it out yet. So I'm not going to continue to say what we're going to talk <laughs> about. But um, that's why our Instagram was like that. And also a sneak peek for next week. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add except for that I'm excited to to post on Instagram and to, yeah, share life with everybody a little bit more outside of yeah. the podcast. Well, I'm excited to see your bits of life. You have three days and I'll get to walk around with you on those three days. So you have a better <laughs> canvas than I do. You have Washington, D.C. as your canvas. Yeah, so. but you also have a great community to, to plug into. True, true. So that'll true, be really fun. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. But uh, with that, <laughs> there's your teaser for next week. Hopefully you come back for that episode. Uh, we will talk to you then. Bye.